Hey guys, if you want to start the next one, I'm, I just got to go in the other room and grab my pants. I'll be right back. It's a whole family of no pants. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being friends. Oh, 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 yeah. So we started from the bottom, now we're here, girl. Oh, yeah. This is my butt right here. Welcome to Shady Pines and After Media Podcast, on which gay people discuss the Golden Girls. Today we're talking about season two, episode eight, titled "Vacation." First, from show business, please say hello to someone who I assume is wearing pants. Uh, Adam Salandra. Hello, Adam. Hello, Joe. I'll never tell. You know what's <laughs> you know what's so funny is. I was just going to go immediately into the next episode and Lori started talking. I was like, fuck, and I got to edit that out. And I was like, no, that episode will start with Lori announcing that she had to leave the room to go get pants. Now, let's keep in mind that in the previous episode, if you were there, listeners, she was talking about her aunt famously not wearing pants uh, to go check if there was something happening with the house. Mm -hmm. So I'm realizing it runs in the fam. Yeah. Well, she doesn't wear anything. She doesn't wear underwear. She doesn't wear pants. I'm at least wearing underwear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, The panties on. Well, then it's fine. Yeah. They're more boxer briefy. Yeah. 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 yeah, Love that for you. Now, like, so now do you, do you realize though that what you're doing is you are turning on, you know, uh, all the listeners over at, um, (laughs) at Afterthought Media because they're thinking about your aunt walking around with, uh, just nude at night, bottomless. You know, and you're walking around yeah. in your panties. It's just sort of like, I didn't realize intro so This is what I imagined playing around where you guys just walking around in the nude. Yeah. I actually did think if I was uh, inclined to be attracted to women, I would have been very turned on by everything we discussed in the last yeah. episode. So I hope there was a lot of lesbians listening or straight men. I, uh, I'd be hard pressed to imagine, but it's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's just like, is that the banging outside? Ow! Lori <laughs> just like, Lori just water all over her titties and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, just like, and then the, the ants like just riding on a motorcycle. <laughs> No pants. Uh, yeah, no. Imagine you're the police. They call the police, and the police come over, and Lori's, you know, pouring like I don't know, eggnog all over herself, and like <laughs> Jamba juice, no doubt. Jamba yeah. juice. You know, and the ants watching something, you know, doing crafts and bottomless. About <laughs> time you got here. The aunt, I'm not even joking, Adam. One time, Lori was like, oh, "I'm gonna be my aunt's out of town this weekend." And, uh, cause the aunt's really into scrapbooking. And she goes, my aunt's going to a convention called Scrap Till You Crap. And I'm like, wait, the oh. convention? Oh, Lori. Wow. Lori's putting on her pants right now. This might be the death of me.
I don't know. I was 100% gay this morning, but I don't know if that's still true. <laughs> oh, I just want everyone to know she's on her pants as Oh my god. Alright, the pants are on, but they can come off. Clearly. Wow. I am in tears, actually. Oh, this was honestly better than the episode. <laughs> well, I think, I think, look, I'm going to tell you something. Watching the election returns was better than the episode, but like, I don't know after this. <laughs> um. You have a Valentina story. I don't think I'm top Oh God. Okay, I'll try and get it out quickly. Basically, um, she's my arch nemesis in the drag race world um, because she uh, came. Okay, in my birthday about six or seven years ago, mm-hmm. I had a birthday at Habermanger Mary's, and mm-hmm. my boyfriend's coworker mm-hmm. uh, was a drag queen, and but he had never done it outside of the house, so he was like, okay. "You got to do it." Adam loves drag queens. So she came and brought a friend who ended up being Valentina mm-hmm. pre-show. So I got a picture with both of these queens, not knowing one would be famous. Um, let's say Valentina had a uh, glow up, to sure. say the least. Oh, really? So I, yes, she looks. She she just didn't look compared to now. She mm-hmm. looked bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I posted the photo just because I was very excited. I knew someone who was becoming very famous or infamous, as it mm-hmm. were, yeah. uh, and she. She blocked me and the photo went like everywhere. So she was very upset that it was because also remember she famously only did drag for 10 months. This had been about three years prior. So there were some holes in the story. Anyway, we became enemies, but I did dress as her um, in hopes of rekindling Mm -hmm. the romance that we could have had. But um, at the very least, uh, I got to wear a mask on a COVID Halloween, which is really the main point. Yeah. Well, that, that, well, yeah, you, you were Valentina and you like to keep it, you know, speaking of Laura, we know you like to keep it on, please, or take it off, if you will. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny you say that, Adam, because, uh, you know, I just hosted an event. I'm trying to be sort of evergreen about these episodes, but I just recently hosted an event to promote voting in West Hollywood and we hired a number of drag queens, one of them being, uh, season three contestant and also former hairstylist to RuPaul, Delta Work. And, I- Huh? Pardon me? I was just going to say, it, it looked great, but I was excited. I could guess who each of the queens was just based like from the mask up, except one. We could talk about that off, off the air. I think I have a reason. I think I know who I think it was, too. And so then, um, uh, they when we, uh, leading up to the event, they were saying, oh, my God, Delta's been doing a great job promoting the event. And I was like, oh, let me see. And they, I looked, and Delta work didn't come up. And then finally, once I looked at them all, it's at zero followers and following zero people. I'm like, oh, the bitch blocked me. So, uh, yeah, I don't, and I have no idea why. Well, I do have a drag ratio. I <laughs> talk shit about that. <laughs> I'm imagining because, you know, we haven't covered season three yet, but, uh, I'm imagining I had nice, not nice things to say about her hair styling when she took over. Uh, well, hey, the, the important thing is she heard the bad things you had to say, and that's what counts. Yeah. Yeah, enough is. to block you. Yeah. So uh, they were very worried. Like, should you go? Maybe she'll. I'm like, she doesn't know who I am. She just blocked it. Imagine she just storms off. She's like, oh, you. <laughs> like, I'm out of here. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, man, Lori, that is anyway. You know, Adam. By the way, you know, we were talking about how you and Lori have uh, similar backgrounds, but did you know? And this is a true story. When Lori was performing at UCB one time, have you ever heard of Robin Williams? Uh, it sounds familiar. Yeah. He was in the audience and he saw Lori performing and he was so moved. He asked, he, Robin Williams asked if he could perform with Lori on stage. <laughs> no, Lori, you're shaking not. your head. Have you performed with Robin Williams on stage at yes, UCB? Yes, he didn't All ask. Right. So Very there was, good. So I don't know how long a break you right know now that UCB, there was a, a show, I forgot the name of it, there was a late night show where, because UCB, the uh, Franklin Theater is famous for not really allowing like new uh, performers to perform, you kind of have to be either on a Herald team or, you know, uh, established. So they had a Sorry, late Robin night Williams. show. Only people who are on Herald to... teams can perform. Yeah. <laughs> so they had a, a late night show where they allowed like new improv teams to perform. And Robin Williams was in a previous show that night. And he was like, Oh, I really want to stay and perform. And so they were like, they, my team just happened to be up next. And they were like, hey, uh, Robin Williams really wants to perform. Well, they go, we have a guy who really wants to perform on your team. Can he join? And we were like, uh, at first we we're like, because we didn't know who it was. We were like, uh, well, I mean, we'd have to meet him. Like, we don't know why we were just springing him on us. And then Robin, Will- Robin Williams walks in and goes, hey, guys, uh, just want to know if, uh, if I could perform. And we're like, yeah, of course. And so wow. he... It wasn't because he saw us. He didn't know who we were. He just wanted to keep p- performing and keep going. And uh, it was super nice. Talked to us for like two and a half, three hours after the show. Just had heart surgery too. So it was pretty crazy. He was a very nice man. And uh, yeah, it was, I was, it was great. I, I was like such a fan of his and then it was great to meet him. And it was one of those rare moments where you're like, oh, the person that I, that molded me as a child is actually a really nice guy. So. That is like I don't even have anything funny or snarky to say. It's actually just genuinely so cool. And yeah, unfair. I know it was great. I got I got to do a scene where I peed on him in a pool. Oh, good. So well, it was well, like, you your pants were off. So that was yeah, 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 and yeah. Then, and then well, he yeah, suicide. I always perform pantsless. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we take a break right there? And we'll be back right after this. So we don't talk during this. resort on an unnamed tropical island. Instead, the ladies land up on a rundown dump next to a motley crew of men. When the men invite the ladies on a three-hour tour, they all land up as castaways on another island. While the men go off in search of water, the women buckle down and reveal their deepest secrets to each other. In the end, it turns out they've been stranded on a resort. Uh, Meanwhile, Sophia bones her Japanese gardener. Uh, Adam, let's start with you on this one. What were your thoughts generally about this episode? This is a strange ranger, uh, if you ask me. That's um, It always is a little wild when they're outside of the house, although it can be exciting. Um, honestly, for me, it boils down to the three men. There's something so awkward about them. Their choices yes. as characters are very unenjoyable to watch. Yeah. Uh, and I don't like them. 
<laughs> Lori, what, what did you think about this episode? Well, I was a little confused because I didn't know who these guys were to these women. Like, I was like, are they trying to make them romantic partners? Are they oh. trying to make them like classic comedy foibles? You know, like one person is sort of like a representation of Rose and one. No, none of them were like that. They were all very like, you had one guy who just seemed to be like this weird, like ham of a man. You had another guy who was obviously had a mental disability. <laughs> and then, and then you had a guy who like had some weird, like, uh, you know, new England, like affectation. And so it just didn't make any sense to me who they were. And it was like, do they hate each other? Do they like each other? They were constantly gaslighting the women into thinking that they were great guys, even towards the end. And then it, and then it just seemed like at the end they go, Oh, well, which I felt like with both the episodes I watched, I felt there was like a moment where they go, Oh, we don't have an ending. Oh, well, just let's just have them end here. Yeah, That's fine. Yeah. Like it just didn't seem like there was any kind of cohesion. Yeah. Yeah. You probably should have called so, it douche yeah. ex machina. You know, that's funny <laughs> that you say that, Lori, because um to separate the men from the ladies, in what universe would these three men be friends with each other? Wow, that's a good yeah. point. You know, like yeah. why would what was his name? Like Winston Harold the third? Are we like, and you go like, hello, ladies, but who and who walks into a room and just announces their name? Yeah, it was a little too charactery for me. Well, that whole scenario was weird because you would think that the men would be just as shocked that the women were there. Yeah. But they were so nonplussed by it. But then at the end, it kind of seemed like they were like, we're taking over the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So it just was like, well, what is, is this like you guys are just like, let's all get along or you guys are like. No, we're, this is ours now. This bathroom is ours. So yeah, you guys have then, to find another bathroom. But then later they do a complete 180 and they're like, we feel badly and we're going to, because if you think about it afterwards, the men act pretty, I, for lack of a better term, nobly, you know, where they take them on this boat tour. I mean, look, they crash, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then, but then the men follow Rose's well, lead and they go look for thing and then they come back and get them with my, they bring them my ties. Well, that's a character arc, baby. I mean, they okay. have them on their journey. They reserve the but, room for them. But they, but they bring them my ties after leaving them for four hours. <laughs> that is true. They leave them stranded on the beach for four hours. Because These old women, yeah, like, like, think about it. a mile away. Yeah. Think about it. If you, let's say you and I, all three of us got stranded and I was like, you guys go look for cover. I'm going to stay here, mm -hmm. you know, and then you go and you leave for four hours. Yeah. Like it would that I would be so pissed when you guys got back. I'd be like, where the fuck were you? Like, and they brought back drinks like it was going to be OK. And it was like, look, get finding out where you are and getting a hotel takes maybe I could give it an hour, maybe an hour, <laughs> four hours. Well, like, also, don't you think after you've walked half a mile, right? Which, well, first of all, you think within half a mile, they would be hearing Mambo number five blaring over there, right? But not only that, yeah. you would think, you know, we just walked half a mile. Hey, people who work at the hotel, we crash onto this island. Can somebody with an ATV or can we borrow an ATV? Can we go over and get these ladies? We know where they are. We need to go get yeah. them. Like, why don't we then, you know, traipse on over back? With our with holding drinks, holding drink, yeah, they like to holding bar. two drinks. They had to go to the bar. Like, like, should we go back and get the ladies? Yes, but before we do, 
let's order them a cocktail and carry it a half mile back. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was generous. Yeah. No I mean, but also, and then the crash landing, quote unquote crash landing, you see the boat gently glide onto the beach. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, also, you know, HD doesn't do any, doesn't do any, uh, uh, uh I don't know what's the word, but uh, justice? It, just, well, it, it, no, it does. There's too much justice to this because you see them jumping. You're like, oh, that's like literally just like a potato sack. It's like, it's just, it's, it's not sand. It's meant to look like sand, but it's not sand. You know, like it, well, it bounces and stuff. Also, I will say this, that this, uh, so another thing Adam, you might not know about me, but I find older women very attractive. Yeah. So, uh, this scene, I don't know if it was the lighting or what, but Rose was like, I was like, damn, Rose. Oh, it wasn't you the lighting. She took, she took control. You like, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that was hot. So you like like a, a top. Yeah, I'm a very, well, I mix it up, but yes. Well, that's what you like. Rose isn't always that way, but she was then. So you're like, okay, yeah. you're a little verse too, Rosie. Yeah. Um, although I did, Here's the thing that I didn't like about it, which I find that the one I look, I like the Golden Girls. Every episode sure. I've seen, I thought was funny in its own way. Uh, some were just funny outright. And some I was like, oh, I could see how that works for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode, I felt like they did a lot of undercutting, which I don't like, which is like when you set something up and then you undercut it by saying, oh, that's not true. And they did that with Rose, which I hated. I was like, why not just make Rose capable of doing this one thing? But no, she all, they, they were like, well, we have to justify that she's still kind of <clears> dumb. And it was like, oh, she, do you know how to t- turn, you know, water into uh, salt water into drinking water? And she's like, yeah, I do, but I need all these materials and mm-hmm. I don't have them. And it was like, well, why don't you just let her just be able to do that? Like, I don't understand why they had to undercut that kind of thing. So, so basically you developed a crush on Rose and then got very defensive of her when they were. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. Were Let me have it. Or not? What? Sorry. Were your pants on or off when you walked? Yeah, good question. Uh, I mean, they, I, you know, I was tanking them off and then when they undercut, I put them right back right on. Right back on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Back. If yeah. Rose asked you to suds up her titties, would you do it? <laughs> yes, I would. And I would use shampoo or body wash, whatever she prefers. Ooh. Oh, wow. So. She fancy. What about b- b- playing the saxophone or singing Crash Just Dummies into her vagina? I'm taking my shirt off right now. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, I, I love Rose. I think Rose is, but I love Betty White. I think Betty White is amazing. And uh, so I, I just, I, I don't know. I just felt like a little harsh about, and then also I felt <laughs> like the, the secrets that were given weren't really secrets that, like, it just didn't seem like they were that bad. I mean, the, if anything, the only thing we found out was that apparently uh, Rose's cousin Nolan got real lucky during, got real lucky and then kind of lucky because he had to sleep <laughs> with B. Arthur uh, yeah. during the during that trip. So, mm-hmm. you know. Well, but, so let, going back to the episode, I'll be honest with you. Apart, not only that, but remember when they get to the hotel, they ha- they deal with two people. Paul Rodriguez, the stand-up comic, who in everything he's in, he doesn't even act. It's just, I'm Paul Rodriguez. I'm going to let it be known that I'm Paul Rodriguez, and I'm going to chew up the motherfucking scenery like nobody's business. I'm not, I'm just going to, in fact, it almost felt like he was doing his stand-up bits when he, every time he'd come into the room, it was, it, w- it was very distracting. It was annoying. 
then well i will say the funny part was when they had that mattress the i like that I oh say, you did i think that was funny. I, I like that he comes in singing and and shaking the bed mm-hmm. i like that part probably the highlight for me as well oh really yeah. i didn't think it was that funny at all and then uh and then Stuart penkin as the manager of the hotel he was really hammy and obnoxious and he was like I, I mean, I'm, I guess he was doing his job because you were supposed to find him slimy, slimy and obnoxious. I was thinking that. Well, but, I have yeah. a question here. Yeah. <clears throat> was that brown face that Stuart Pinkin was doing? Because I, in the beginning, I was like, is he doing like an accent? Is he trying to pretend like he's Hispanic? But then towards the end, I was like, I don't think he's doing an I don't accent. Think he, it, but it I could have sworn at some point he was trying. It sounded kind of like a Jersey East Coast accent. He was trying to do like, hey, lady, what you oh, doing? Okay. You know, like, uh, yeah, yeah. But then he, he kind of just sort of faded and just turned into a general annoying fat guy accent. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. think that all fat guys do where they do this with their fingers when they leave. I don't yes. know why that's a fat guy thing where it's like a toodaloo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, where they, they, they wiggle their fingers in the air. <laughs> Just blew my mind because now it's happening so many times throughout history. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's always happened. The fat guy goes a toodaloo and like wiggles his <laughs> fingers right at, at eye level, like he's like playing a little piano or something. <laughs> it's so bizarre. And that, but if you're an obnoxious fat guy, that's what you have to do. Really? Uh, yeah. let's, let's briefly talk about the B storyline, Sophia. Now you're talking about weird racial insensitivity. Um, what about Sophia and uh, the Japanese gardener? Uh, what were your thoughts on that, Lori? We know you're racially sensitive. <clears throat> I I was a little look. I'm going to try and say it very carefully because I don't want to make it seem like I don't think Sophia is funny, but it made it seem kind of like a funny version of a boss sexually harassing her employee <laughs> into oh, being with her. Yeah. <laughs> so it was sort of like. He, it was like, it was almost in my opinion, like he was like, oh, I get what I need to do. I need to pretend to be interested in you. Oh, so you, you will allow me to, you know, keep my job sort of thing. Oh, wow. Dark, darker than yeah. I saw. What did, yeah. yeah. How did you see it, Adam? I thought it was very sweet. Just two old people, a language barrier, but finding a way to eat sushi together or yeah. throw it in one's purse as it were. Yeah. Well, it was like she was he was like showing her his food and then she was like then she gave him her food and then she's like, see, it's like much better, you know. So I felt like that was a little weird where it was like, oh, well, well that's the one thing I want to get to. That's something that, you know, the Golden Girls for the most part ages well. But it, and this is one of those cases where it doesn't age as well, where it has that very 1980s ew, sushi is gross sort of take on things like. Remember, like the Breakfast yes. Club is like that too, where like sushi is seen as very exotic and gross, and uh, only like and sort of a feat sort of thing. And uh, but and so I, I was like, oh well, this I, I think Sophia now would eat sushi. Am I wrong here, Adam? Or do you think even an eighty-year-old now would still be turn their nose up at sushi? I think you're right, but you know we've all grown in this country a little bit, a few steps backwards, sure, but mm-hmm. everyone likes sushi now. But then also the weird thing, too, is uh, we never hear from him again. He never comes up again. It was like this one-time thing while the girls were gone. In fact, we never see him interact with the other girls at all whatsoever. Well, they're uh, on vacation. Yeah, yeah. on vacation. And then, and then do, you, do you think she slept? Because the last thing we see is that they kiss, and then that storyline's done. We never see that storyline again. 
I think, well, she was saying the thing about the olives. She was like, do you want an olive? So yeah, I think she was, I think she wanted, she was going to get down and dirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He ate her out. I, definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think we could see the, the, the end of that because I don't think it was able to be, then it would be softcore porn because, mm-hmm. you know, real softcore porn because it was two 80 year olds. If so. I told you I had uh, a video of the Japanese gardener and Sophia, Boning, would you want to watch it? I feel like I would have to just to see what it what yeah, what it would like, I'm not going to say no, obviously. Do you think she's like, uh, Mister? What was his name? Do you have him? I forgot. No, I wanted to keep saying it, but I forget. Yeah, I'll look it up. You know what? You know what I think it is. What I think it would just be like mutual masturbation. Oh, interesting. I think, Why right. do you think that. Yeah, I don't think they would really. I don't know if it could be like a getting on top of each other kind of thing. I think he would have diddled her and she would have diddled him. And then that would have been the end of it. Mr. So. Mitsumo. Sure. Well, you know, maybe he was singing the Japanese version of Crash Test Dummies into her. And oh, that's all. Maybe you he was singing his yeah. name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. True. Mitsumo. That's perfect. Like if you just did that, but with your tongue, if you open your mouth and did it with your tongue. Uh, that would be a good that would be a good thing to do hey, I'll take it from a pro do you think yeah. she was well, like Domi gato, Mr. Mitsumo like that like <laughs> that song yeah but just say it with your tongue and then you got it yeah you know you always hear this thing Laurie that if the people give advice to eating girls out that you just you know you, you write out the alphabet with your tongue do you think that's a good strategy what is this is the Laurie lesbian it, it well it is to find the spot because each it's like a, each girl is like a snowflake. Oh, you know, oh, not not one saying. thing is going to uh-huh. get them going. So what you do is you might find that you have to get all the way to the T mm-hmm. before the girl goes, yeah, that's good. And then you just do T over and over again. Or you could get to A and she could be like, yep, keep going. And then maybe she tells you to keep to do another letter. And then you, you know do what? You just letter. reminded me, Lori, and I know could I have you on the air and Adam's new to afterthought. So he wouldn't know this. So this is a completely fair blind study that we're doing here. Adam, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you know what's coming, Lori? No, I have no idea, but I know it's going to be filled with inaccuracies. (laughs) I'm asking you a question. When you, I want you to think about lesbians just as as in general. Also, Joe, I just would like to remind you, I have a heart out at 11. So just to keep that. I understand. I understand. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm watching the clock. Okay. When you have to think about lesbians, okay, Adam, if you had to think of one song that would be you call the lesbian anthem, what song would that be to you? You're asking me, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, dang. Oh, Nothing's okay. Yeah, I know. Mind, but I'm going to say uh, – I can't even think of her name right now, but I, I know, little, I know who it is. I know what it is. I know who it is. Come to my window. Oh, oh yes. But only because she's a lesbian. But yes, that's my. That's it. In 2011, lesbians everywhere around the world got no. together, and they voted that this song, "I Love no. the Nightlife" by Alicia Bridges, was the official. Was the official Doesn't anthem. this sound like a more of a gay male anthem? One hundred percent. I'm. I don't Thank even get, you. I don't even get why. Why? Thank you. Thank you. Thank 
you, Adam. You're so welcome. But uh, is, is there an explanation behind why they chose it? No. I don't know. There's no. Well, Alicia Bridges is, is a lesbian. That's the only reason. Okay. Well, wasn't that Adam's argument for Come to My Window, Lori? Anyway, yeah, right but here. I thought but, it was that argument. On Afterthought yeah. Media, the official anthem of lesbians. Would you eat Rose out to this song, Lori? Look, if I got a chance to eat out Betty White, yes, I would listen to whatever song she wanted to. That's great. Well, she would probably pick this. Her lesbians love it. Yeah, lesbians love this song. Yeah, that's what a that's what a straight woman would play because they don't understand anything about lesbians. Uh-huh. Nice. I actually think um, lesbians. If, if, if it was like, um, what's the name of? Uh, Betty White, she'd probably be playing something like uh, this. Of course, it took you forever now that you wanted to play right now. I have a question about the end yeah. of the episode. Are sure. we? Can, is it okay if I ask it, yeah. or do you want to play go this ahead. song? No, we're talking about lesbians, but... Yeah. But go ahead. You can talk about it while my computer decides to load. Sure. Do you guys think... So they pair off at the end to walk down to the, to the uh, hotel, okay? Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that those respective partners get it on. Oh, I like that. Oh, really? I don't remember who paired off with who, but yes. I don't remember either. But I'm just saying that at the at, you know, they but, but kind that's of, a good question. Who would you pair off, Lori? Well, I would think that uh let's see. I would think B Arthur would go with the bigger guy. Stephen oh, Lee, I think his name was, who uh-huh. also was in a uh, made-for-TV movie about Rose, Roseanne Barr and Tar- Tom Arnold. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think they would go, I think uh, Blanche would go with the aristocratic <laughs> guy yeah. who w- has been in an episode of Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. Uh, and I think Rose would go with the mentally disabled guy. Sure. Okay. The accents Be- before yeah. we do the references and I'll buzz through them, uh, this episode originally aired on November 29th, 1986. I know, Laura, you have a hard out. So what? give me a number of cheesecakes for you for this episode. Uh, you know, I'm going to say more cheesecakes than last time. Really? Uh, because I I didn't feel like they were terrible people in this one. In the last mm-hmm. one, I felt like they were terrible people. <laughs> so I'm going to say six cheese- cheesecakes. Okay, what about you, mm-hmm. uh, Adam? How, what would you give this? I am going to stick with six. I feel uncomfortable giving them below six, but this is not a top-notch episode for me either, and the men really bringing it down six. For that reason, I'm going to give an lower score. I'm going to give it three cheesecakes. It's probably one of the worst goals wow. episodes I've ever seen. Wow, All wow, right. wow, wow, wow. Uh, references. Sidney Sheldon is referenced. He was a, actually a TV producer and produced uh, hit shows, but then stopped being a TV producer and became a multi-million dollar romance writer. Grandma oh, Moses no. um, becomes she's become uh, sort of synonymous with being old, but she was actually a real person. She was a folk artist who started become who started painting and being an artist much later in life. And Grandma Moses, and then finally they end the song by singing the song "Teach the World to Sing," which uh, is famous in the Mad Men finale. But also, it originally started. It's, it's become a song that they removed the Coca Cola references. But it originally started as a, um, a Coca-Cola commercial. 
We like to buy the world a home and furnish it with love. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. So in the 60s, it was like, it was, I mean, it was a giant hit of a commercial. But you'll hear right here that they'll mention Coke soup. You know, they'll mention Coke. In, in, in modern versions of the song, they've removed references to Coke, but it was originally written as a Coke jingle. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. They meant cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The booger yeah. sugar. Uh, that's what they were yeah, talking yeah. about. All right. Well, Lori, thank you so much for being here and being part of this episode. We'll see you soon again. Uh, any final words thank for you. us, Lori? Um, no, I, re- I had a lot of fun. Thank, thank you guys you. so much. Mm-hmm. It was very nice meeting you, Adam. Yeah, you too. Um, I give this uh, whole experience uh, 20 cheeses cake. Thank you for listening to Shady Pines. Oh, wait, Anna, I really haven't been doing your catchphrase. Go ahead. See ya, Wolfies. You can find Adam Salandra on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Salandra. That's A-D-A-M-S-A-L-A-N-D-R-A. You can find Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Shady Pines is an Afterthought Media podcast.